0: I hear it transcends genres. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I read that somewhere. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, where we chew over the geeky things that we love, like comic books, books, TV, and movies. I'm Eamon. I'm Charlene. And our intro music is by my brother Ryan. And this week we have uh, a few movies and a couple books that we.
1: A few movies? Two movies. Three. What's the third?
0: Well, we went and saw a quiet place, right?
1: That's my second movie.
0: I Kill Giants.
1: I Kill Giants.
0: So, so, I Kill Giants is one of those movies, as well as A Quiet Place, which we saw on Wednesday, and Ready Player One we also saw. And Oblivion Song and Gideon Falls are a couple of new image books that we read. So, new number ones by pretty... Prominent. Prominent. That's the word I was looking for. Authors. So, I uh, will get into that. Um, I mean, besides that, we Legion is back on FX. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just finished watching slash rewatching the first episode and i don't know it's just cool to have it back it's still you know predictably well it's not it's predictably quirky i guess (laughs) right
1: i I mean is quirky even the right word because quirky kind of has like a i guess it's quirky i feel like has sort of like a lightness to it yeah and legion's definitely not light it's
0: definitely not light but it does have some pretty funny parts to it oh yeah um and you know, we were watching it this morning and there's this extended dance sequence in the middle of the episode and we were like, wow, it's it's a pretty self-indulgent show, but that's, it's hard to describe. I wouldn't say it's an endearing show, but it's just one of those, I mean, just something about the show, like kind of gets um, right to something that we just like, I don't know. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it's, I, w- I wish that I could come up with the right word because it's so, so weird. Yeah. Um, but really good and like thoughtful like it's really like you can tell everything is it's not just like a mishmash of or maybe it is maybe it is just like a let's see if we can throw this in here and see if it works right um but it's it's working for me if that's how they're doing it
0: yeah yeah definitely know. Uh, so it's probably another ten episode season, I would imagine. But FX also—you you're not watching it with me—but the second season of Atlanta is is airing. It's about halfway through. It's it's really good so far. I
1: know Courtney was in the car with me, and he's like, "You should watch Atlanta. It's really good." And I was like, "Yeah, I know," but I couldn't get past this one episode, like that one episode that was so hard for me to watch in the first season. Yeah, but, it was
0: like the second episode.
1: And no. No, it wasn't. Was it?
0: It's an early episode, you know, where they get in, where they get put in jail.
1: Yeah, well, it was just that was like re- such a hard watch for me. Yeah, but I have like toyed around with going back because
0: it's so good. It's one of the best shows that yeah. on TV, and it's so funny, and it the way it's written is just really um, smart. Yeah, smart, and, and you know, subtle,
1: nuanced. I have gotta throw it in. <laughs>
0: nuanced yes <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i mean it's like five episodes in and there's there there's been no like invisible car this season so far but they've had like a crocodile in a house downtown the last episode was his barbershop episode which was really good i mean it's out it starts in a barbershop and it's just paper boy and his barber i would definitely i would definitely say go back and and watch the first season and into the second and just don't go back to that episode. It's really, it's like the second or third episode.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. That was a rough watch for me. Yeah. It made me feel awful
0: to talk about a rough watch. I finished watching the Punisher on Netflix, all 13 episodes. Good for you. Rough watch. Not after the fourth or fifth episode, it, it actually got like pretty good as far as the story and what was going on. And I, I wanted to keep watching and, and find out, what happened i watched it with courtney and uh, it's rough watch as in like especially the last episode where the you know final fight between him and the uh more, i guess biggest bad guy of the season is just so grotesquely violent and brutal i mean it's worse than most like tarantino violent oh things. really it's like it's brutal me and courtney were just sitting there watching it like Oh my God, when's it gonna end? This is ridiculous. it was it was bad. But the show was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, so good.
1: Um, we still haven't made it all the way through Jessica Jones.
0: By all the way, you mean all the way through second episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, I really should go back and watch some of these things because there's really nothing else.
0: you've been watching shows you don't even want to watch like sirens (laughs) right
1: (laughs) well i'm trying to like keep up with what's new and what's coming out you know and especially because it's all available on hulu i guess i'm I'm trying to give some things a chance to see what's gonna stick and stuff yeah um courtney and i really like the resident so we've been keeping up with that
0: seen it you know in the background when you guys were watching it and i'm home doing other stuff and it i mean it looks fine it's yeah it's fine it's not, fine. My gym.
1: It's not yeah. like you know i don't, i'm not super into the like doctor hospital dramas once gray's anatomy was i don't know how long we watched that because we used to watch that but
0: yeah a couple seasons maybe. yeah and
1: then after we were like no and i, I i'm just shocked that it's still On and has the same kind of following that it has, just Mm because it's been forever. Yeah. But like, this is, this is okay. It's cute. Mm I like it. It's got the girl from Captain America Civil War. So,
0: oh, well, yeah. She's been in, her first appearance was actually in The Winter Soldier. Oh, that's what I meant. She was in The Winter Soldier. And she's been, you know, other Captain America and I think maybe Avengers. I don't know. I don't know. Sharon Carter, right? Peggy's niece yeah yeah cool <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> whatever anyway it's got her and that yeah. dude from from uh gilmore girls that everybody hates anyway. yeah
0: i do hate that guy <laughs> uh the we do have an announcement i guess we have our new book, our club. book club book yeah we're uh sticking with our high highfalutin man booker <laughs> list selections
1: i'm pretty proud of myself once i read this book and then also get through one other book that um, the, I'll have read all six shortlisted books for yeah. the Man Booker. That'll be the first year that I've done that. So I don't know why I didn't decide sooner to just be like, "Oh, I'm looking for something to read. I'll just check off this list."
0: Yeah. This one is History of Wolves by Emily Fridlund, mm-hmm. and it's a, about a. I mean, you've already started reading it. I just read the the jacket. But a young girl in in Minnesota growing up and her. Getting entangled in some... There's something uh, going on. Yeah, yeah. I hear it transcends genres. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I read that somewhere. But that's our new book, and we will be talking about it sometime in the near future. hmm And we're excited. About I like our book club episodes.
1: Me too. I feel like they go pretty well.
0: Yeah. Uh, we just need to actually read the books to right. get around to recording the episodes. Yes. So... But, but
1: like that's like my favorite thing to do is talk about yeah. literature, so...
0: Did you have anything else before we get into um, some of these movies and and books that we read?
1: I don't think so. I don't think I've done anything else of note.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I guess the first one would be I Kill Giants, the movie that we watched. Its limited theatrical release was just last week, and it came also right to VOD.
1: Right. On Netflix.
0: No, we rented it
1: on iTunes. Oh, on iTunes.
0: And it was directed by Anders Walter, but it's based on an image comics book from 2008 by Joe Kelly, who also did the screenplay for the movie. And the art from the book was J.M. Ken Nemora, And we have not read that book. No. Unfortunately. I hesitate to say that I want to read the book. I would like to have read the book. Right. <laughs> uh,
1: That's sort of how I feel about um, The Coldest City. So it is. Uh, like we oh, bought right. it. Yeah,
0: the Atomic Blonde. Yeah. Like, Did you not finish it? No. Oh, we read it, right? No, oh, I, finished. I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> you
1: finished it. And I like read a little bit and then didn't like, so I want to have had read it, no, yeah. but like making my way through it just hasn't been a priority because I kind of like have seen it right. twice. <laughs>
0: yeah. So the, the movie itself was, was pretty good. I thought I, the basic premise of the book is that, this young girl, I think movie. she's supposed to be like a fifth fifth grader in the book, but she's obviously older in the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's a girl who, I should have copied and pasted a description like I did for some of these other things. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, it's, Yeah, you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's about a girl who lives in this world where she is protecting her town town, this place that she lives her world from the evil giants who come to destroy everything
0: right and the girl is played by madison wolf and there's a school counselor who's played by zoe zoe soldana mrs molly molly molly
1: molly yeah i can't
0: remember (laughs) Either way, it's, um, you know, I think a pretty well done movie. And from what I've seen, uh, a pretty faithful adaptation of the book. Um, I guess my expectations going into the movie was that it would be a little more ambiguous. There would be more ambiguity about, you know, exactly what's going on with her and why. Like if this if she really does live in this world where giants are or, you know, if she's got. Other stuff going on that, you know, she's trying to insulate herself from, protect herself from. I mean, unless you read the movie a different way, I think it was pretty clear that, you know, there are no giants in the world (laughs) that she's actually fighting off, right?
1: Right. But, but there are, but not actual. Right. So, psychological
0: giants of just like
1: emotional giants.
0: Yeah. Stuff that she's dealing with, like her sick mom and, um, that's it. I guess the father is already out of the picture or dead. I, yeah, don't, I don't think it's really mentioned at it. all. So. Yeah. Dads don't really matter, I guess. I <laughs> so, I mean, it was a lot more, it was a lot, I, I guess it was a lot more similar to a monster calls than I thought it would be. I think I liked a monster calls better just,
1: I don't know, visually
0: and visually,
1: I guess the story a was a little calls. bit better
0: in, in this one.
1: I wonder if we watch them like side by side, you know, one and then the other, it it would be a more interesting comparison. Like we watched a monster call so long ago that right. it kind of escapes me a little bit, but you know, it in a monster a, calls, the monster is a helper in some respect. It was, a, respect, yeah. you know? it was a, l-
0: a little bit darker, I think, than this one. Not that this is like a super upbeat movie. At but all. It, yeah. Right, but a monster calls was like super depressing.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so maybe I'm just remembering things about a monster calls that I liked and, um, elevating them above the movie that we just watched. I don't know.
1: I liked the color palette in this movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was the cinematography was really, um, beautiful in the, in the movie. And I guess it was shot in Belgium. Um, according to IMDb, I uh, just kind of assumed it was somewhere, some coastal town in the states. But
1: yeah, it really to me looked like a New England town. Right.
0: That's why. I, that's why I even bothered to look it up because I right. was
1: because it was supposed to be in New Jersey, right?
0: Right. Yeah, I think so.
1: But New, New Jersey, not New England, but is not still, in New England, but still, still, still pretty close. like and it it's definitely like a, not Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a coastal town in, you know, in Maine. It seems like a very like a odd choice, coast. then.
0: To, to yeah, exactly. I thought it would be in Maine, somewhere like that. Hmm. And I kind of guess I forgot that it was supposed to be New Jersey. So, whatever. It was a beautiful movie. Yes. Um, you know, the special effects were kind of just right for for this film and like the story it was trying to tell, not overblown or anything like
1: that. Right. I I really want to take a moment and talk about like that beautiful friendship of with that one girl that she meets that's new. Yeah, Sophia, and, right? Yeah, and I, I just, I feel like, um, I mean, that was such a huge part of the story and a part of this, of Barbara's growing through this time in her life that- Yeah, I really did, it would be I, I like that relationship
0: in, in the in the way that, you know, because Barbara has these walls put up and, and this other little girl who just moved there from England and, is really just intent on kind of breaking into her world and being her friend. And she, no matter how much weird tries to like push her off and, um, you know, say, Oh, you don't want to hang out with me. Cause I, I kill giants and you can get hurt or whatever. You know, Sophia is just adamant that she keeps coming back. And
1: right. It's weird because like that friendship grows so quickly in the way that childhood friendships do, right. you know, like as adults, you don't like meet someone and introduce yourself and then you're like best friends who like will just go along with whatever that person does for, right. so something really beautiful about that.
0: Yeah, it was good. I, I, I liked it. I was very surprised that it came right to, um, streaming to streaming. Cause you know, it was one of those movies uh, we see trailers for movies all the time. And they're all coming out this summer, it seems like, and we just won't be able to make it to all of them. So I was glad we got to watch it. I guess we'll talk about a couple of the books, then we can finish up with Ready Player One and In A Quiet Place. Yeah. And the first one that I have on here was Oblivion Song, which is the new Robert Kirkman book uh, with art by Lorenzo De Felici. And I, I guess I'll just read the the concept so we can get it out of the way and not stumble through it. But it says a decade ago, 300,000 citizens of Philadelphia were suddenly lost in oblivion. The government made every attempt to recover them, but after many years, they gave up. Nathan Cole won't. He makes daily trips, risking his life to try and rescue those living in the apocalyptic hellscape of oblivion. But maybe Nathan is looking for something else. Why can't he resist the siren call of uh, the oblivion song? So... Kirkman obviously has um, other very successful books, Walking Dead, in which we made it through about 10 volumes of that. Yeah. And then Outcast, which made it through just a few issues. And even when the TV series came out and it was pretty good, we only watched the pilot. And it was difficult it was
1: to watch because of the, the channel it was on. Like we didn't really have access to it. Because I really wanted to continue with it.
0: I'm not sure if I would have made time for it. I don't know.
1: Right, well, we definitely didn't, so right,
0: <laughs> good point, I guess the biggest surprise for me uh when I opened the book was the art style, not that i not that I didn't like it, I just wasn't expecting it, like I saw the cover and I thought it was gonna be more
1: less more, animated looking than it yeah, looks. like more
0: yeah. adventure superhero once I got used to it like. It was it was fine. I I actually enjoyed this first issue. I I like the concept sketches in the back and the description of how Mm -hmm. they you know built the characters and stuff.
1: What I really liked is with the art is it was clear to me. Like a lot of times when there's sort of like a a fight scene or some sort of tussle with a monster or something, you know, it's hard for me to to see what's going on from panel to panel, like just visually. And this one, it, it was very clear where this dude was in each shot and where he was heading and where, you know, and, and I liked that.
0: Yeah. Sean Murphy does a lot of stuff on, on Twitter where he'll, where he'll post like a page of the white knight comic book that he's doing and kind of show you how, the art is leading you through the page, mm-hmm. and that's not something you really think about, like while you're reading a comic. I think unless you have no idea what's going on, and and this, I, I agree with you. The book was really well laid out. Is is Oblivion supposed to be like trans, like another dimension? Trans- I think dimensional? so,
1: and because there's like a, I mean they, they don't specifically say like it's an Earth two or whatever right. or what, but we do know that humans were taken and swapped out with monsters instead. Right. Um, so now humans live in this world where there are monsters and then there are also monsters that had been on earth with us. And now I think they've all gone. They're all yeah. dead. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the first issue I thought did a good job just kind of setting up the world, especially the trauma of living, in that oblivion place right because they have people who have come back um you know it starts out with a a rescue mission that the main guy there nathan cole um rescues these two or this this couple rescues quote unquote i guess i'm not sure if um you know (laughs) their intent was to be rescued but uh and then there's another main character who's already been saved for it seems like a couple years but he's definitely um he's you know PTSD basically from from living over there. And I think he was the one that the main character was like having the conversation with when they're talking about oblivion and, and when there's no monsters and the, and the weird sounds that are over there and the little, the other creatures that are making noise. And they call that the noise that is just around you there, the oblivion song. And the book I think just does a good job setting up at least, you know, the first arc i would i would like to see where it goes
1: yeah me too i do feel like there are certain like tropes of this kind of genre where there's the brothers and right you know um two different camps basically of of people and who's the rescuer cool monsters no yeah. i don't know but
0: it'll be interesting to see where it goes mm-hmm. and the other book unless you had more for oblivion song Mm-mm. Gideon Falls is one that I, you know, I've been kind of looking forward to coming out just because I knew Jeff Lemire, with Andreas Sorrentino doing the art, and they've worked together, like we said yeah. before, on Green Arrow and Old Man Logan. It's basically about the intertwining of these two lives. One young man, like, lives in the city. He's obsessed with like this conspiracy that he thinks he's finding in the trash around the city. And the other is this Catholic priest who's kind of been banished to this uh, small town where the other priest has died, died. mysteriously. Mysteriously, yeah. He asked the caretaker of the church what happened to him, and she's you know she won't kind of dress um, up too upset to talk about it. Yeah, you know? which is not great.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you're that dude. I mean, when he pulls in town, you can tell that. He's uh, not super. I mean, you can tell he's not super excited about being there just by the the conversation that's playing in the background in the little boxes that's between him and the bishop or whoever he's talking to mm-hmm. that sends him there, as kind of a disgraced priest. Right? I'm not sure if they. I don't know. What, say what if it's necessarily
1: happened. disgraced. As, he just thinks that as, that. Place but like needs something this has person. happened. Yeah, I don't know where where he's not doing the regular duties that he had in the past and now he's going back to, to do that and run this church.
0: Yeah. Did you, did you read the um like short essay in the back by Jeff Lemire? Some of it. I I thought that was interesting too. The It's
1: funny you say short essay. I feel like that was a pretty long essay. Right.
0: (laughs) But the, but he just talks about.
1: The idea for the story and how it's been. How
0: long it's been gestating or whatever. And, how he's used this character in one of his, the first books he ever like wrote and self-published. Right.
1: I thought it was like a little film he made in film school. Oh,
0: maybe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just remembered also the, he had some pages from like his first self-published book that hmm. he had like posted some or put some of the art in there. I'm not, it's been a while since I read it, so I don't exactly know how it tied in, but so it's this Norton guy and father Wilfred is the, the priest who goes to the that small town.
1: Yeah. There's some sort of, mysterious thing going on. And the dude that lives in the city, we're not sure if his compulsion is totally in his head, which I'm assuming it is not because right. it's this book going on with other weird stuff, even though um, he's
0: like talking to a psychologist and he's been committed before. And she's kind of threatening with right. you know, getting put back in the hospital and
1: right. Well, because who he can't would like, believe this go. dude. Right. Yeah. But then there's the, the question is he being driven by like good forces or evil forces and he's not really sure at this point and some weird black barn that pops up in Gideon Falls. And yeah, it says that's like the biggest mystery right now.
0: Yeah. The, even the description of the book just says, you know, these, these two guys, these two locations are intertwined around the mysterious legend of the black barn an otherworldly building that is alleged to have appeared in both the city and the small town throughout history, bringing death and madness in its wake. Oh. Which, yeah. So there's more information in the description of the book than there is in the first issue. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess that's maybe typical. But yeah. So it's a really uh, cool first issue. I thought the art is obviously really good. Uh, it's really it goes well with the story cause it's creepy. Like dark. Everything is yeah. kind of creepy, you know, the, towards the end of the book, the father, Tom, the, the other priest who was supposed to have died or probably did die, um, because he definitely doesn't look alive when he shows back up. But <laughs> just that one, I think it's like one big, you know, a splash page where he's sitting in the dark next to the priest's bed and his eyes are completely white. And he's like, you know, we have to hurry. Cause he'll, he'll notice that I'm gone. Uh, so it's very, it's very interesting. As the issue progresses and kind of gets to the climax of, of the, the first issue, and those two storylines are kind of intertwining, I just really I enjoyed like the artwork and the layout of that book and how they juxtaposed those two places. That it was, it was, I agree. It was really cool. But I guess that's probably it for first issue of Gideon Falls. Yes, Ready Player One, which I, we saw in the theater.
1: I liked this a lot more than I thought it was going to. Now, yeah. I was already excited to see it. But I just, I wasn't expecting it to be as good as, as I felt it was. How yeah. did you feel?
0: I I enjoyed the movie. I guess I, I definitely have like some, I don't know, if I would say I have issues with the movie and the way some other people seem to have issues. Like some, most of the people that I've listened to talk about it really um, had things about the movie that they disliked. Whereas I just went into it kind of expecting a good movie because it's directed by Steven Spielberg and I didn't know what it was about because it's another movie we we haven't read the book that it's based on though Courtney has so he was pretty excited Mm -hmm. and even he said it's quite different from the book but Ernest Klein, the guy who wrote it did work on the screenplay but I just I kind of went in with the expectation of like an adventure movie that really didn't have like set up stakes in the movie world but like wasn't supposed to be taken that seriously. Like a lot of people that I've heard talk about it were just like, man, it's like so depressing. I mean, it is depressing, but it's not supposed to be like, I mean, it's not supposed to be a happy thing that the, what is it in 2045 or to 45 years in the future, mm-hmm. nobody has like a good job. And like, there's just been all these famines and wars. And the only place that these people can go is this virtual world to escape from the misery of their lives. Like that's not a great thing. But like the, pe- like the guys on the watch were like, super offended by the notion that you know 80s pop culture which you know basically the movie is built around is like the end of pop culture and the end all be all and i'm like
1: i don't think that that's supposed necessarily to like yeah i don't i don't that's think, the point right and i and i feel like it's not because that's the end of pop culture and that's the end all be all i think in this world it's because the person who created this world that's how that one person saw it and so then his followers his fans jump on board that's what happens in life now too you right. know with any big popular thing yeah. like steve jobs and apple and and people jumping onto that
0: and like that's the stuff that was important to the guy who wrote this book. exactly and i'm not saying like uh, i've i've seen some excerpts from the book where people are like hey don't forget that this guy is not like first of all, apparently the book's not really written that well. I mean, it's got obviously a good enough story, but like the actual prose is just kind of like, meh. yeah, not great. Uh, and there's some th- like some pretty offensive things in there about trans people or.
1: Oh, really? You
0: know. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I think that stuff was maybe um, fixed for the movie. Cause I didn't really pick up on a lot of the stuff that they might've had in the book, but.
1: I mean, I, I would, like to read it still and compare side to side, you know? Um, But I I think it's all about point of view from the characters in the story. It's not like a treatise on what is actually great in our world today and what we're missing. You know, it's not like it's supposed to be some sort of, essay to the world about how we need to go back to, to the way pop culture was in the eighties, because that's the only thing that matters. I mean,
0: yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I just, there was a lot of, a lot about the movie that I did enjoy, whether it is the, the race is, is really fun. The, I think probably my favorite part of the movie was the crazy accurate reference to the shining. Like when they first walk into that hotel um, lobby <laughs> it yeah. was like I mean I could I could tell that you were also like what is happening right now just as far as like how pristine and perfect it was a match to that and how exciting it was to see that and also terrifying but yeah. just the action set pieces overall we all we're all pretty cool and I think that like you said with the comic book pages that's just something that Spielberg kind of excels at is directing those, those kinds of things in a way that is easy for you to understand what's happening, but is also like very um, thrilling.
1: Right. I mean, I I do have to say like the, the shining stuff was probably one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. That was really fun to watch and like almost terrifying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know, I don't know, was there like, were there things about the movie that did bother you at all? Or was it just I I just don't think it's supposed to be taken that seriously. Right.
1: There weren't that many, there weren't things that like bothered me where I was like, I did not like that. At least that I can remember right now. Um, so there must've been nothing otherwise that would have stood out. But there were things that I was just like, okay, like the dance scene in the club. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's fine. I didn't need it. Yeah. Um, the
0: end was kind of weird how they're, yeah, he does the right thing. He takes the, I mean, I'm not really spoiling anything, I don't think, by saying that, he, you know, they win in the end. And he, instead of taking control of the Oasis, he splits it five ways, but he could have maybe done a little bit more than that. Or, you know, he just turns it off for two days. Basically, I'm not, like, Tuesday and Thursday is, what, almost punishment day? Like, what are these people doing <laughs> when they're, like, yeah, human contact is important, but, like the only place they're happy is the oasis and he's just going to shut it off i don't know no i guess they're i guess it's
1: it's supposed to be like to make sure that people can focus but then that that kind of does you know kind of takes away from like free will like yeah. don't you want to just can't you just let people live <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, but yeah i mean i just thought it was supposed to be a, a fun yeah. adventure movie to watch and and so i really did enjoy it and i yeah. thought i did i it mean can, i enjoyed all the the throwbacks and I, I enjoyed yeah. all of the references. Um, you know, I mean it's stuff that our kids, even though they like we weren't grew there, up with
0: it and we kind of, you know, have passed introduced it on. Yes.
1: Them. And so like a lot of those things our kids recognize like yeah.
0: our kids love the movie. Yeah.
1: agreed. Yeah. I, I I think they all really thought it was yeah. fun. So we didn't get to see Tegan's reactions when we watched it because she wasn't with us. She was right. with someone else, but yeah, she, she did come home excited about it.
0: Right. And bragging because she thought she had a much better experience at IMAX 3d than we did, which whatever. maybe
1: she did though. Cause I mean, that, that probably <laughs> would have been pretty cool to watch yeah. in 3d. I'm surprised that she, she like stuck it out with the 3d though for two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Cause she never does that with us. So. Right.
0: Well, wouldn't know now it's been years probably since we tried <laughs> to go see a 3d movie i don't even care for him that much so
1: moving to yeah a quiet place
0: a quiet place which was really good we were very excited about it
1: our it um, releases today right we saw an advanced screening i can't believe we're like on top of it and recording it right. like in a timely way that's so not us yeah
0: mark it down it's yeah. It's It's a milestone. Yeah, but (laughs) it's uh, it's got uh, two of our favorite people that we'll never meet.
1: Uh, Uh, We could have if we signed up for that whatever that uh, I don't know, like this donation thing, and then we could have done a um, double date to the premiere with them and become besties. Right, kind of dream that that could have happened that they would have fallen in love with us because we're awesome and Mm -hmm. you know we just like text each other too much thought
0: into it. Uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt Uh, John Krasinski actually also directed this movie and and
1: then wrote some of the
0: yeah screenplay right and before we get into the movie we did I mean it was a good um, kind of horror sci-fi you know thriller movie and it had this trailer um, before it started for hereditary which is looks just straight up horror which is terrifying I mean it looks I am so like I
1: I'm excited enough to see that that I want to see it in the theater yeah
0: it comes out in June, but a quiet place. I mean, it's uh, it's nice because it's not like a super long movie. It's like ninety minutes long, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's kind of inventive because there are these monsters, whether they come from space or you know whatever, right? Uh, have we never basically know. destroyed the earth? And to survive, you have to just be silent because that's how they track you with their hearing. So w- when we left the movie, uh, I I really I liked the movie. Like it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did list off like a list of things that like bothered me about the movie, just because they stood out to me so much. And right, were there, like, were well, really yeah. <laughs> there were some holes. This
1: there were. I mean, the there case. were definitely some holes. Yeah.
0: just like the whiteboard in their uh, in their home. Their this their compound that they live in is is pretty cool. You know the the way they have it set up to just kind of be as quiet as possible. The sand over the the pathways with, that are covered in leaves and stuff. Um, to even walk quietly outside the house, mm-hmm. but that whiteboard that it's, it's just like expositioning, right? Like you're right. same as like the newspapers that are, um, that are all over the place and kind of, kind of painting a picture of, of what's happened to the world. Right. And you know, when, when it starts, it's what, like 89 days after everything kind of went to shit. Right. Is that how it starts? Mm-hmm. Yeah and then i mean one of the other things that bothered me was like really they're they're going to get pregnant like <laughs> what the serious fuck are, are you thinking about when like i can understand like maybe 5 years after and like He's, it's just a baby's so loud <laughs> <laughs> having a baby's not quiet although if anybody could do it emily blunt could probably do it. <laughs> although she did scream Right. Um,
1: but they had the they had a plan for that. Right. So, I mean, it, it is all about the planning and the intelligence of this this family getting to where they are. And of course, mistakes are made. Right.
0: I really enjoyed the the family dynamic in that in the movie. Like the 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 beginning of the movie did it caught me off guard.
1: I feel like I saw it in a trailer.
0: Part of the scene was definitely in the trailer, but you don't really get the full you know effect of what. Of what's happening and then as you kind of get to know the family and how they're trying to survive in the world and um how that's affected their relationships and i guess the the little girl who is um uh, millie simmons is has actually been deaf since she was an infant so what is that like a cochlear implant is that what that is
1: no a cochlear implant is, is like implanted. a surgical thing yeah. that's implanted in your ear that allows you hear. i don't know what that I mean, it's a Could certain, it up, I guess, yeah, I mean, it is a it's a certain kind of hearing aid,
0: yeah, but just the experience of of seeing it in the movie theater because, you know, I mean, obviously the whole movie is not silent, but it's very quiet for a lot of it. and um there was a debate beforehand on whether we should get chips and salsa or chips and queso or whatever, and uh had to consult with the people next to us who were also debating
1: <laughs> well, there were the lady. It that was like two seats down, you know, the couple next to us. And she was like, oh, I want popcorn, but I'm not going to get it because this movie is going to be so quiet. And, um, and I looked at them and I was like, I'm sorry. I just ordered chips and queso. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. So I tried to be as quiet as possible. But the people like diagonally behind us also ordered chips and queso and yeah. I did not hear them chewing through the whole thing. No. So I feel like, it, you know, it's louder in my head cause it's going on in my mouth than, you know, right. so I don't think it was that bad, but still there was some guilt there. Yeah. I mean, you ordered a, a pretzel, so yeah, I
0: have, I have, um, you know, concern and compassion for others, <laughs> whereas that's missing for some people. I don't, um, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> but I don't know. Did you have anything else for the movie? Like, I just, no. I really thought it was fun. It was another fun movie. Um I, I a thought, different kind of fun, I thought but. the concept was
1: good, just like the and I thought that the um the thinking around the problems, um just on the like writing side of it where you're coming up with ideas and, and, and the, uh, well, what if this happened and what if this happened and you know, what would we, what would happen in this scenario? And even and, the
0: Christmas lights that are like strewn, strewn yeah, up around the, around there.
1: Right. And I mean, and, just and the, you don't
0: really see how that's going to affect the story, but you know, it comes into play just as, as a small thing.
1: Right. And then I think that the, just the idea of what kind of family and family dynamic would survive in in this scenario right um and and it just made f- for a really good story yeah. so uh, i dug I, it i
0: agree but i guess that'll just about wrap it up for us this week we'll try to do it again next week i guess yeah uh
1: we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah.
0: there's a lot i mean i have a whole pile of books i'm sure there's something in there we can talk about and i doubt that we will uh not be seeing any new movies. So,
1: you doubt that we will not be seeing new that's movies. Right. So, so, we, we will... will
0: have movies to talk
1: about. Yeah. What's coming out next week?
0: Couldn't tell you off the top of my head.
1: Hmm. Neither. So. Otherwise, I wouldn't have asked. Yeah. Well,
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We should stop. Okay. It was fun. It was smart. We liked it.